When the dust of battle had settled down, and our warrior Cossacks looked sadly round, to see how many brethren they had lost, they'd cry out at the heavy cost. It wasn't the first time their swords had clashed, and they knew very well it wouldn't be the last. They'd pray to God they had a war to win. Their beloved homeland would rise again. were about to break under the toils of this new land. They prayed to God in heaven above, how much more could they withstand? They placed holy crosses into the ground, and soon new strength to go on was found. Their faith had brought them another day. They'd get back on their feet and say, they'd say, us to strive for a better fate. It took many years, many sacrifices, many went to heaven's gate. But when the winds of freedom swept across Ukraine in the summer of 91, you could hear generations from the past join together with those of today as one and yell, As I watched my father be laid to rest in this his, but not his land, I looked my boy straight in the eyes, and I'd pray to God he'd understand. I said, this was a faithful son of Ukraine, remember and cherish this bond. And then my son looked at me, and he said with a strength that seemed to come from a world beyond, he said, And a song about the indomitable spirit of Ukrainians and Ukraine. And that was uh, Shum talking about uh, Ukrainians transplanting themselves to Canada oh, about a hundred or so years ago. A uh, different world, as my mom was wont to say. Again, Shum with Budmo. Dobrý den, šanovní rádio sluchači, ta vítají vás všich na rádio Peredáču náš holos, rádio našeho Korinja, na rádiostanci CHLY 101.7 FM u místí Nenajmo. Při mikrofoní cího denu je Pavlina a písně cího Oksana bude s vámi nastupný pivo dene. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Paula Demchuk Macquarie, Pokrinska Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour. Oksana will be here at 12 noon to host the show in Ukrainian. 
So in this first hour, we'll have an interview with Anastasia Wojciuk of a very interesting musical group from Ukraine called Troya Zilia, and she'll be telling us about uh, their new CD as well as a bit about the, the group, the history of the group, and the incredible work that they're doing with disadvantaged children in Ukraine. So stay tuned for that. We've also got Ukrainian Jewish heritage and a story about, well, a true story, about a lost shtetl in eastern Ukraine, another symbol of a world that has all but disappeared. As well, we've got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is Millennia from Edmonton, and this is from their CD entitled, coincidentally, Budmohe. Here they are with Tumba.
Наглая чорная кава зале. Тільки я кину місто кохане своє. Всюди за мною буде блукати в світах чорної кави. Запах, яким я пропах Нас із коханою чорна кава звела Всі перепони, що були між нами, смела Чорна кава в жилах у мене пливе Наше кохання у чорній каві живе. Чорна кава – це львівських вулиць напів. Чорна кава – це вечір розкішний мій. Чорну каву зі мною мій друже пів. І нині приснавжи В львівській кав'ярні млосно морають жінки В львівській кав'ярні вчуєш останні плітки Хтось від дощу у кав'ярні рятунку шукав Хтось від сім'ї і печалі на каву тікав. Чорна кава – це львівських вулиць напів. Чорна кава – це вечір розкішний мій. Чорну каву зі мною ми друже пі. Чорні каві і нині приснажи. Чорна кава – це львівських вулиць напів. Чорна кава – це вечір розкішний. Чорну каву зі мною ми друже пі. Ти ж мене, молодого, з ума з розуму взяла. Ти казала, у середу підем разом по череду, я 
And a trio from Toronto by the name of Lyra, and they were joined by the inimicable Ron Kahoot of Buria with a traditional Ukrainian folk song, Tishmina Pidmanula, You Deceived Me. And before them, uh, also from Toronto, more recently, however, he was a big name in Ukraine, still is, obviously, although he now resides in Toronto, Viktor Morozov, with a song called Chorinakava, and uh, that's something that's on my mind a lot these days, although I do like my coffee with a bit of cream. Actually, quite a bit of cream. <laughs> that was Viktor Morozov with Chorinakava, Black Coffee. Up next, Yaroslav Juice and Valentin Bogdanov with an instrumental version of Jamila's 1944, a song about the Crimean Tatar deportations.
And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. The Jewish population of Ukraine before the Second World War was over 2.5 million. Now the current population is only around 100,000. A whole world with its very own culture, rules and customs was decimated in the Holocaust. Decades later, descendants of survivors, along with friends and supporters, are working hard to piece together the remnants of this once vibrant world, or at the very least, to preserve memory. Vitaly Buryak, also known as Chaim Buryak, of Kiev, recently discovered his Jewish roots, and he has taken on the gargantuan task of cataloging lost Jewish shtetls in eastern Ukraine. Two years ago, I introduced Chaim to you. He shared with us his fascinating journey of self-discovery and told us about his remarkable work, which he has been carrying on since. This month, August of 2020, he posted stories about two lost shtetls on his website, Ukraine Jewish Heritage, History of Jewish Communities in Ukraine. One of the shtetls is Khashchevatoy. Khashchevatoy is a village in the Gaivoron district of the Kirovorod region. The settlement's history goes back to 1362. It was originally a part of the Grand Duchy of Lithuania and was called Kachuchinka. In the early 15th century, it was renamed Khashchevatoya. A main road from Odessa to Kiev went through Khashchevatoya. However, in the 1890s, the railway eclipsed its popularity. In the 19th century, Jews made up half of the population and played an active role in the economic life of the village. Khashchevatoy was a large shtetl with well-developed trade and craft industries. Large fairs took place weekly and attracted traders from Uman and Balta. There they sold corn, wheat, rye, cattle, as well as items produced by artisans in various industry, such as pottery, shoes, saddles and barrels. Several oil and grain enterprises were situated along the street. One oil mill even had a steam engine. On this street, there were also smithies who produced carts and wheelbarrows. In the market square, an assortment of workshops represented a variety of industries. Timber, construction materials, metalwork and tin, ropes, leather harnesses and other leather goods. In the center of town, there were rows of large and small shops, hairdressers, shoemakers, tailors, photography, restaurants and inns. Several streets at the town centre and continuing down to the river were inhabited exclusively by Jews. The town had one central synagogue and three or four small prayer houses. The building that was the synagogue in Khashchevatoya is now a mill. The market square site is now occupied by a school building. Jews of Khashchevatoya severely suffered from pogroms during the Russian Revolution of 1917 to 1920. A book in the Russian language, aptly titled Massacre Book, describes in horrific detail the pogroms committed against the Jewish residents of this town. The carnage described is incomprehensible to civilized people. Excerpts of this book are embedded in Chaim's blog post. In 1905, Khashtevatoya had 720 houses, with a total population of 4,335 people. 
The village contained an Orthodox church, a synagogue, a prayer house, a village council, a post office, village bank, a merchant's council, town hall, drugstore, three pharmacy warehouses, a hotel, four inns, a water mill, and two schools. In the early 1920s, the new Soviet regime completely disrupted the economic and social life of the town. Private enterprises were prohibited. All of the synagogues and prayer houses of Khashtevatoya were closed in the late 1920s to early 1930s. The Jewish school was closed in 1937. In July 1941, German troops occupied Khashtevatoya, and life became even more bleak and deadly dangerous. One day in February of 1942, Jews were ordered to gather, stripped naked and forced outside in minus 20-degree weather to do hard manual labor, and then shot. Nearly 1,000 Jews were shot in the village on one day. The shootings lasted several days. As well, Jewish houses were robbed, vandalized, or destroyed by the local population and residents of nearby villages. After the war, about 100 Jews returned to the shtetl. Several became heads of local establishments, such as the local creamery and hospital. Others took similarly prominent positions, school principal, chair of the village council, and school teacher. An abandoned house in the center of the shtetl was a community's unofficial synagogue from the 1950s to 1970s. An unofficial rabbi in the village led the prayer services and read the Torah. The people celebrated traditional holidays as best they could under a repressive atheist regime. But the once-thriving Jewish presence in Hashtevatoya never recovered. Jewish youth left for the big cities, later bringing their parents with them. By 1970, only about 30 Jews remained in the village. In 1888, the Jewish population of Hashtevatoya was 1,370, comprising 45% of the population. By 1926, the Jewish population had grown to 3,171, 53% of the population of the village. A little over a century later, in 2018, the Jewish population of Hashtevatoya, out of 2,200 residents, consisted of just one Jewish woman. There were two Jewish cemeteries in the shtetl, an old one and a newer one. The old cemetery went out of use before the revolution. Later, a collective farmer's garden was established there. You can still find graves among the trees. In 2011, the area was cleaned and a small monument erected. However, it has again become overgrown. In the late 1940s, local Jews established the first monument to commemorate the Nazi massacre in Khashtevatoya. It was replaced in the spring of 2014 with a new memorial funded through the donations of several families now scattered in the U.S. and other countries. During construction, some remains were found and were reburied according to Jewish traditions. Chaim visited Cheshtevatoya in the summer of 2018. He has included photos from his visit, as well as extensive historical details, some of which I have shared here with you, in his post on Hashtevatoya at his website, Ukraine Jewish Heritage, History of Jewish Communities in Ukraine. If you missed my interview with Chaim or would like to hear it again, you can find it and the transcript at the Nashola's website in a post in the Ukrainian Jewish Heritage section dated October 4, 2018. 
I'm Pavlina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Anastasia Voychuk featured on the vocals with a group from Ukraine called Troya Zilia. 
Now, one of the joys of doing Nash Holos is the opportunity to meet some of the brilliant individuals producing the wonderful Ukrainian music that I have the privilege of sharing with Nash Holos listeners. I don't always have the chance to meet them in person, but sometimes I get lucky. And on a trip to Ukraine in 2014, I had the great good fortune to meet Anastasia Wojtyuk. She was with a group called Cherry Band and a new one just starting up called Troya Zilia. We've stayed in touch over the years, and I've been following her on Facebook. And we've had her on the show once or twice since that first visit. And of course, her music gets a lot of airplay here on Nash Holos. So I thought it was time to get her back on the show to talk about her music, Toria Zelia, and their latest CD. Anastasia joins us now from her home in Ukraine. Welcome back to the show, Anastasia. Hi, very nice to meet you here again. So your most recent CD is Endorfina? Yes. And uh, it was released, what, in 2019? Yes, last year. And what is the story behind the name? That's an interesting name for a CD. It's a it's quite a long story, the, the whole story of creating the album. We, we were um, gathering the, the songs which will be included into the album, and we... Uh, uh, suddenly admitted the, that mostly of the songs, actually all of them, are about love, different stages. This is like the eternal topic of Ukrainian folk songs and also the mm-hmm. folk songs around the world. And um, <clears throat> actually it also touched my personal story because I ended my eight-year relationship and after that we started actually recording of this album. So for me it was a long trip. It was a kind of... Uh, interesting journey and I remember this uh, uh, one time when we were going by car uh, from the recording studio in Ternopil and we were we were talking about our songs and and talking about the how should we call this album okay and we were uh, we were thinking okay this song is about the past relationship this song is about death that somebody kills somebody because of love this song is about um, dating and very romantic love. And uh, this song is about a woman uh, who, who has a husband uh, and she waits for him at home and she's longing. And we were thinking, what, what is the common thing which uh, unites all, this, all these uh, topics? Uh, this is a special chemical things which uh, are uh, kind of internal injections into our body. <laughs> Uh, something called endorphins, something that we receive um, and then we feel more excited, more like a little bit powerful. And this is something that love love gives us. Uh, if we are talking about this bright love, about this bright, um, super romantic or super tragic moments, and we decided, okay, let's, let's uh, name the album Endorphins. So uh, in this way, we emphasize... Uh, that we understand love as a, a special injection <laughs> into our body mm-hmm. of, of, a, of a special <laughs> internal mechanism which are working. So, <laughs> and this is the thing, like we, we sing archaic songs and this endorphine, this part of our own body is also archaic and it exists from, I don't know, prehistorical times. This mechanism yeah. of making us happy. And uh, yeah. in Ukraine, we actually have a mechanism. You sing a song, you receive memories, you have endorphins, and then you you are happy like this. 
Well, your your album does make me happy because it's a beautiful album, very interesting um, arrangements. And uh, I want to ask you about some of those um, a little bit later on. But I just wanted to uh, mention you and I met back in 2014, and you took me to a benefit performance at a school mm-hmm. for disadvantaged ch- children. And remember that? And that really touched my heart. It brought tears to my eyes, especially that little blind boy who belted out Tishamanda Piedmanula. I don't know if you remember, but that just really grabbed me. Of course, it was just very touching uh, that you were doing that. Yeah, I remember. And I was remembering this today when I was preparing for interview that uh, I met you first time in the school. And surprisingly, we are cooperating with the school with Troisilla now. Oh, yeah. And this is actually 20 years long story. But now last year, we had a special project. So why I am there? So I am at the head of non-governmental organization is called Unbeaten Path. And one of our goals is to make a cultural inclusive project for people um, with disabilities. And we cooperate with the school already a long time as an organization. And uh, last year, we uh, we started raising money and producing a special theater performance where we have um, visually impaired kids from that school. Maybe not the same boy because he is already older, but the similar boys and girls who are in age 12, 13, 14 years old. And... Um, we also involved professional dancers and Troyezilla, two of us, me and the keyboard player, we are in this performance. So I'm producing it, like initiating and involving staff, uh, looking for money and making a music part trainings. And together with Vitali, keyboard player, we play on the stage and cooperate with the kids and sing with them. And uh, this is a very special uh, performance. Uh, it's called The Sight, Pohled. And um, this is about bullying or opposite when we care too much about somebody. And now everybody is on quarantine, but we are planning to show this in Ukraine and in Poland in 2021. Oh, there, there, oh nice. There is this connection. And why we chose the school, this is boarding school where kids are actually from Monday till Friday, and for weekend, they go home and they um, usually are from Lviv region or from neighborhood regions like Rivne, Ternopil. And um, two weeks ago, we visited them because it was really hard to communicate with them through Skype, through Zoom or through other messengers because mm-hmm. they are usually connected uh, with a Viber and Viber doesn't support with a good quality um, group meetings. So we decided to rent a car and during two days we were visiting those kids at their villages. Oh. Yeah, and it was a super thing. We, for the first time, saw how they live, who are their parents, grandparents, sisters, brothers. It it was a su- super tight uh, scheduled because we had five different um, families in different regions. Uh, but we did it and we were very happy because we didn't see the kids almost half of the year from the beginning of quarantine. And uh, now we are starting campaign uh, from actually from the middle of August. We're starting a campaign on a Ukrainian so-called Kickstarter, Ukrainian, but it's called Spilno Kost. So we will raise money to be able to go to other cities, to Kyiv, Ivano-Frankivska and to other cities. So we 
we will have three months to raise 55,500 hryvnia. It means like five times five. So this is what we are planning to do. Oh. Yeah. In spite of that, we are everybody uh, in different cities and we cannot see each other only through internet. Oh, what a great idea. What a wonderful project that is. Is So are you a teacher, special needs professional, as well as a musician, obviously? I don't have this education. I have Master of Social Work, where, where I studied uh, social administration and uh, psychological support. Uh, but I mostly do production, I mean, like organizational work um, and creating the idea and uh, building a team which will produce the performance. So, but I also do the trainings for people with disability, uh, which are connected with the music, with the voice. And uh, I like to do this. Um, last half of year, I didn't do this because of restrictions. Uh, and it's difficult to make it through internet because it's more about the live contact and, and singing. Uh, so... I, I was thinking about uh, myself today, so who I am, like, now I feel myself as I'm a more manager than musician, because there are not, not so many concerts last uh, months, and uh, also a trainer, and also sometimes I also work for, for somebody. So I have a different, many different roles, and um, I like the most being a musician and being the trainer, but I also understand that in Ukraine, we do need now organizations and managers who will push forward uh, our culture, our culture organization management, and also inclusive projects for people with disabilities and with them. Brilliant. Wow. So, so great to hear. And it was just wonderful to see what you were doing. And you were just starting up. You were with a group called Cherry Band. And I remember you were starting Troyazilia as sort of an experimental project. And so it's really evolved. So let's talk about the evolution. It started out as I, I saw some of the music that you did. It was at your different instruments and different kinds of arrangements and things. And then it progressed. Yeah. For me, it's the story of progression of myself and my um, recognition of music as a part of uh, my professional life. And uh, also the people were changing uh, in the uh, Troyesila. Mostly the keyboards player were changing because people were going abroad for oh. different reasons, like to work in China or to study in Great Britain or to work in uh, Germany. Uh, but since two years, we have um, uh, our keyboard player who says, I won't go abroad. I like Troyzilla a lot and I would like to stay here. And also a drum player, uh, the whole way through Troyzilla, we were cooperating with, with Stanislav. And last year we changed uh, and now we're uh, playing uh, with Serhi Krasutsky and he's also rooted in Lviv with his family and with his drum school uh, and so um, during uh, the quarantine, we we were working on the mission, on the vi vision of the band, uh, cutting some of the repertoire, which we created during last four albums, which we issued. So it's a kind of being um, more older, I would say. And yes, you are right. It started from the small, uh, shy project. <laughs> and... Um, we were playing with the different instruments. We were giving concerts for free. We were going through Ukraine. 
by bus, by car, uh, by by small buses, and um, we were doing uh, everything we we could imagine that musicians can do to be successful. And this image is growing from year to year, and um, the only thing which stays uh, unchanged is the music. I love the feeling of being in music and rediscovering myself again and again in each song we do and uh, rediscovering if I'm ready to sing about this, if I'm ready to tell people that I am here in the song and what I think about it. And uh, if I'm ready to be this road uh, of the song from the ancient time till now. And uh, this feeling is probably the same, this uh, kind of this small excitement mm. but big responsibility when we work with us uh, folk uh, songs oh for sure now the name troyazilia translates as three herbs right this is the this is the special sacred uh, um, mm-hmm. name which we gave and it actually there are only three people and uh, this tradition is from the beginning. So we are bandura and vocal. I, I cover this part. We have a keyboard player where we cover different sounds and electronic bass. And uh, we have a drummer. Uh, what changed? We were uh, working with a percussion. And now we we uh, working with a drum set, drum kit. Uh, so we are louder now than we were before. And we are more suitable for bigger stages, but we we also need more space and more mics and, and more yeah uh, technical support uh, to be ready to perform. So this this is what how we work now. I am only responsible for bandura and vocals. This is the band I was dreaming about uh, then in uh-huh. those years. Interesting. Okay. So you've got then you're on Bandura and uh, sing and you've got a keyboard player. Tell us about the keyboard player. He's a very interesting personality. Um, he works with kids. Uh, also, he teaches piano. And um, he uh, is a person who really trusted Troezilla. When he came first, he was the absolvent of the uh, musical academy in Lviv. So he, he was a pianist, professional pianist who who played Tchaikovsky and other classical uh, composer. And we said, okay, Vitaly, do you want to be a keyboard player? And he said, okay. <laughs> and then he jumped into mm. a big ocean. Maybe he didn't know where he jumps because mm. a keyboard player is a totally something different than a piano player with a different technique of playing, with a dif- different um, goals, uh, with a knowing of another th- knowledge than he was taught in Music Academy about the sounds, about the synth of, of sounds, about the working with the bass, and etc., etc., electronic bass. And uh, mm-hmm. during these years, he actually developed in, in himself uh, very nice uh, skills being a keyboard player. Actually, in Ukraine, you don't have a chance to be taught to be a keyboard player. You can use oh? YouTube. Uh, in music academies, uh, you can be a, a pianist. You don't. They don't teach uh, this type of music. Not yet. Only oh. in private uh, schools. We have in Lviv uh, one private jazz school, but there is m- more about being pianist and working with the jazz, her- jazz harmonies. And we have a school, a small school of electronic music. 
but we don't have special courses of teaching how to be a keyboard player, how to work with the sounds, uh, mm. how to build your your part of music in this band. So we are creating this what we can find uh, in YouTube or what we what we can feel. So uh, we are uh, searching special sounds in these devices that we have. And um, actually, yes, uh, without internet, it would be difficult. But with internet, mm -hmm. we have access to many YouTube videos, many tutorials, which we can use. Maybe something new will start in Ukraine and maybe maybe we will be connected to this uh, to teach others how to do this. So Ukraine is a very, very blue ocean to start <laughs> many initiatives and um, especially in music, too. Lots of interesting stuff. Your your music, I've noticed um, in this album, you've got different kinds. Uh, it's, they're all folks, Ukrainian folk songs, but you've got different uh, different approaches musically. Um, they don't sound like traditional Ukrainian folk songs. Maybe a couple might have a little bit of elements of a traditional Ukrainian folk, but uh, very modern. And I've noticed some of the music that you do. You do beautiful jazz arrangements. I just is as of the professional uh, performing group uh, Troyazilia, and some of your concerts that you've had on YouTube. Oh, thank you. This is a very big compliment. Um, we we try not to call us a jazz because Ukraine is not, is not a jazz country. Uh, for example, if we will cooperate with somebody from United States, where jazz is more like natural uh, and from where it came to to other countries, so we would rather mm -hmm. call us like ethno fusion or folk fusion. Mm -hmm. But it's a great compliment for us to to be noticed as a jazz jazzing band. We like it. And um, mm -hmm. uh, there are some songs, um, maybe I know about which you are talking. And what is interesting, the original melody of the uh, Ukrainian folk songs uh, is preserved there. And uh, yes. we tried to not to um, change it a lot or totally not change, but maybe to add some melodies to the bridge or to the refrain. But uh, it, it's, it's nice that... Uh, being uh, preserved authentic, uh, it receives a new uh, feeling of the um, of the jazzy of the fusion music. And um, for example, the song "Oyvite Hora," like the melody is uh, like "Oyvite Te Hora, Oyvite Druga, Mejite Me Horochka, Me Yasna Yazorya." But when you feel it with a special rhythm and with a special bass and harmony, it, it starts to sound differently. Mm -hmm. But it's the same song. Na ya zoriya, na 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 na
Anastasia Wojciuk and Troya Zilia with Oi Vite Hora. And Anastasia will be back to tell us a bit more about Troya Zilia, their music, and their plans for the future, including their next album and a surprising collaboration. Nahadu ju vesluchete radio programu Naš Holos, Radio Krinskoho Korinja, na kveli CHLY stojdeni sim FM u misti nenajmo. Dali predaju mikrofonu Oksani, zaprošuju posluhati troche pro istoriju i tredeciji rozpovist Oksana. Ale predatem je hoću zalaša da vas tekeme slovame mudrostea. Bandura vse tak bude hrate, jak muzika bude na ni palcijame perebarate. And our proverb of the week translates as a bandura will always play the same music that the musician's fingers pluck. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next half hour. Meanwhile, please join us here again next Wednesday from 11 a.m. till 12.30. And until then, do stay in touch with both of us via our Facebook page, and Twitter. In between broadcasts, visit our website where you'll find transcripts and audio archives as well as the podcast feed, and that's www.nasholos.com. You can also find Nasholos on Mixcloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast places, and of course, on your favorite podcast app. So stay tuned next for some messages from our sponsors, The Local News with Elisa Cardasco, and then Oksana will be back with Nasholos in Ukrainian for another half hour. Then stay with us for Nasha Kasha with Stefan Andrusiak and then followed by Wellness Wednesday to learn how to be healthy naturally. I'm Pavlina on behalf of Oksana and myself and all of us here at CHLY 101.7 FM. Thanks so much for listening. Dozusirichi.
Privit. If you enjoyed this edition of Nash Holas, please support the show. Buy us the digital equivalent of a cup of coffee through Patreon. There's a link at our website. Or, what if I told you that you could support Nash Holas by buying yourself coffee? Sounds crazy, but yes, you can support the show just by drinking coffee. Six days worth for $20. Go to www.nashholos.com to get yours. Drink coffee, support Nashholos. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.